0: And we're back with more on News Talk Saga 960. So very glad you could join us on this midweek edition of the Mark Petroni Show. Well, we had a brief discussion about the idea that somehow these representatives of so many of our media outlets are frankly, apparently okay with censorship. Who knew? I mean, back in all the years that I've been in this business, journalists railed against censorship. We didn't want government telling us what's what to say and what we couldn't say but apparently all that's changed well what changed exactly answer money <laughs> and a lot of it tens hundreds of millions of dollars now funneled to the media of one type or another uh, apparently to protect the independent nature of media but it's actually having the opposite effect it's destroying the independence of of the media and uh, we're seeing evidence now where representatives of the so-called bailout media, at least that's what Black Locks reporter calls them, are coming out and saying, yeah, we're on side with the uh, internet censorship. I want to bring in Andrew Lawton, who is the host of the Andrew Lawton Show, and uh, he's uh, with True North. And you can find True North at tnc.news. Welcome once again, Andrew.
1: Hey, always good to talk to you, Mark. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, my pleasure. I mean, you saw this story whereby uh, you've got this representative of the media, I, I guess, coming out and say, yeah, you know, we're, we're okay with the government moving into censor online content, like, for instance, the type that the TNC.new, the True North brings in. What did you think of that? What's your take on it?
1: Yeah, I remember when you and I spoke quite a while ago about Bill C-10, which was the Liberal government's attempt at regulating the internet. One of the big things that came up is that there was some criticism from the mainstream media and it pretty much went away once the government said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give an exemption to the news media. So all of you guys don't need to worry. We're not going to regulate you. And then they kind of went silent. There is this tendency in the mainstream media to ensure that they're looked after. And if that's okay, if they're looked after, they don't need to take a principled stand on anything else because you're bang on. It used to be that the journalist class in Canada was the most fervent in support of free speech. But now the News Media Council, which again, Doesn't speak for each individual reporter, journalist, columnist, but does speak for the outlets themselves, by and large, as saying, yeah, we're protected so the government can do what it wants.
0: Apparently, they're threatened by people like you, because uh, I'm going to read part of that story, Andrew. Lobbyists representing the bailout press endorse cabinet censorship of the internet. News Media Canada, that's what they're called. News Media Canada called itself the nation's most precious guardian of free speech but then proposed the Department of Canadian Heritage extend censorship to critics who use legal but hurtful words against the media. What type of hurtful words are they talking about here, Andrew? So if I call them the bailout press, if I call them the bought off media, if I call them a bunch of liberal shills, what they're going to come down on me somehow, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, and there's another line that I would draw attention to as well from what News Media Canada said. They said, the news publishing industry remains under threat from the unregulated and unchecked social media and other online communication service providers. So that's their real fear. They don't want competition from so-called unregulated and unchecked social media. They don't realize or they don't like, rather, that the blogosphere is attracting more eyes than some newspaper sites are, that when true news north did our live election night show we were getting uh, in some cases more or as many viewers as some of the legacy media productions were and this is the big thing this is not about protecting the integrity of free speech it's about protecting market share
0: and it's interesting too there was a, another survey another story that came out in black locks the fact that two-thirds of Canadians, 66 percent of those who were surveyed felt that they were fully qualified in deciding what content was worth their while to consume and what content was not. So here it is, Canadians make up the, making up their own minds as to what they want to read or consume in the way of, of content. And it's, it doesn't surprise me that the legacy media doesn't like that very much. They want people to be told what media to consume. And so here, here we are, I think it's a threatened kind of sentiment by these people saying, well, no, we don't want you going over there. We don't want you consuming content by True North because they're bad. So we want those people censored. No, you stay with us. I think they feel it slipping away. I think you're absolutely right. This is a sense by these people that uh, their monopoly, if you want to call it that, is being eroded, and they're feeling threatened by that. And it's costing them viewers, and they know that people are slipping away. My question is, why don't they do something about it in terms of changing their content? Why don't they you know, look at what they're doing in order to try and keep those consumers from going away. Why don't they improve their product rather than trying to censor people like you?
1: Well, and also I would say, Mark, change the business model too. One of the things that's really missing from this discussion is that the great benefit of having an unregulated space is that there's no barrier to entry, but no one is is hampered by someone else having a monopoly or someone else having a sweetheart deal. So in an unregulated space, if there's a a business model for True North, it means that there's no reason that mainstream media outlets couldn't embrace that same business model. The Guardian in the UK, for example, is I think a a great testament to this. They actually go to their uh, readers and say, we're not going to put anything behind a paywall, but we're going to ask you to donate. We're going to ask you to contribute what you feel this is worth. And it seems to work. In Canada, the media is still, by and large, sticking to the old business model of subscribers plus advertisers, not realizing that this whole digital realm has changed that dramatically. But in an unregulated space, there's no reason they can't adapt or update their business model. Instead, we see a lot of this discourse, especially from News Media Canada, I would add, go Go down this road of saying, well, we need to force the social media companies to pay because people are allowed to go on there and share our content. Well, you're on those platforms as well, sharing your content, Toronto Star, Globe and Mail, uh, Toronto Sun, etc. Et so, So don't make them to be the enemy here of a business model that I think is is needing an update.
0: And then you see stories like this that ran on True North. CBC admits to pushing out fake news about a conservative member of parliament. So that's not going to do much for their credibility if on one hand they're ripping, uh, the, uh, you know, the people in the online space and, uh, using their proxies, uh, like this gentleman Deegan to go forth and, you know, make submissions to the heritage department and say, yeah, we should censor these people. And then, and then you read stories like this where the CBC is coming out and <laughs> saying, yeah, we did. And here's a story that I'm going to read. This is, uh, uh, it's Fake News Friday on The Candace Malcolm Show. In today's episode, Candace discusses how CBC cooks up fake news and how they got caught this time. The CBC ombudsman was forced to admit its article was manufactured, bent, inaccurate, sensationalized, and that CBC failed to meet standards. So here they are, guilty of many of the things, same things that they are accusing the online broadcasters and and, uh, media producers of doing. Uh, so their credibility is under attack every day, more and more, Andrew. And I, I really think that this is about shutting you guys down, getting rid of competition. I think if they had any guts, if they had any integrity whatsoever, they would just try to improve their own product. As you say, look at their business models, uh, and do something about it. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something about their business model, Andrew, their business model now is suck up uh, suck up to government. I <laughs> mean that's that's the extent of their business model and not just for the CBC. It's for others. Right? Their view of business model now is cater to government and government will, will redirect millions of dollars in tax money to us and that way we can we can continue pumping out content that they like. Well, that doesn't serve the public very well does it Andrew? I mean, you know, we want real news here. And so we all, we, we know that for to be a fact because even Stephen G. Bo himself, the minister of heritage came out at one point and described the news media as a di- basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but a disseminator of government information. So he says, yeah, we need the new media to put out government information. So he sees these people as disseminators of government propaganda. He thinks that the job of the news media, Andrew, is simply to tell, is to take, news releases from government, press releases. And you've seen these, you know, obviously they're written by some bureaucrat and it's it's media's job according to Stephen Gibault to simply, you know, massage it, you know, make it sound like a news story and pump it out there. That's how this guy sees news media.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the old line from Margaret Thatcher, God rest her soul, that a government that robs Peter to pay Paul can always count on Paul's support. The government has made itself indispensable to media by becoming a part of the new media business model. Give $600 million, CBC's in a league of its own, $1.2 billion. And and yeah, at a certain point, either implicitly or explicitly, the government's going to want to make sure it's getting a return on that investment. And that's why the expectation that you get from Gilbo is more explicitly stated there. And then I think he had to walk it back as he does. Most times he, he does an interview.
0: Well, where to where do we go from here now? I mean, the government is not going to quit going after uh, you guys, internet, uh, me too. I mean, we all produce online content. It's not just you. It's, it's a bunch of people. Um, clearly, they're not going to give up. They had to re- withdraw the bill that they tabled before. The election, so it basically died on the order desk, but they're they're not going to stop, and so my question to you is, can we expect that the opposition parties are going to continue pushing back against this God, There are strong indicators that the NDP is on side with this crap, but can we at least count on the Tories to say, no, we're going to oppose it? We've seen groups like Open Media coming out and saying that they're going to oppose this bill. They've come out hammer and tong against it, but clearly, the uh, the liberals are all in. They can possibly, and with some justifiability, I, I would suggest, come out and say, look, we just won an election. That means the Canadians want this stuff. I mean, isn't it quite possible that uh, they're going to use their recent election victory with, you know, having ridden a, a wave of 32% popular support and say, yeah, there you go. There's our proof. We won. People want internet censorship.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, the Liberals have already started to do this, assuming that the re election, narrow as it may have been, is an endorsement and a, a ratification, if you will, of, of every one of their policies. They've said they have a mandate to proceed with aggressive climate action. They'll have a mandate to go after online speech, a mandate to regulate the internet, a mandate to do anything and everything. That's the way they're perceiving this win. And to some extent, it, it's not untrue. I mean, Canadians were aware or had access to the information that the Liberals were doing all these things and, and to Decided, even with a minority, to send them back. And the problem with this is, is that Quebec, the Bloc Quebecois represents them for the most part, and they're only interested in one thing, which is ensuring market share and market protection for Quebecers. So right there, without even needing to get the NDP and Conservatives on board, the Liberals have a plurality and a majority to get these things through. So I, I can't exactly give you much in the way of optimism here.
0: All right. So in practical terms, if they Move it's ahead. Happening.
1: I mean, no, it doesn't, no matter which way you slice it, it's happening. The question is just how bad the damage is, especially when it comes to some of the speech regulations on this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, how does it impact you guys? Do you have to now walk on eggs every time you say something about the bought off media or make it? A... Well, I
1: won't. I mean, I mean, whether or not I have to or not is, is beside the point. I, I won't. And I, I think by and large that uh, truth will out, as we say, sunshine being the greatest disinfectant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I really hope that that happens because, I mean, the whole appeal of online media is that it's a little freer, you know, isn't it? I mean, people love that. People love the sense of, uh, you know, look, we all know what's happened to corporate radio, (laughs) corporate television. It's been uh, sanitized to the point of being unwatchable, a lot of it. And people are voting with their remote controls, as you know. Uh, Andrew they're saying, look, I' and just it's just not very interesting. So we're seeing now many radio stations going under now granted there are other issues around the reasons why, but uh, fewer people are consuming mainline media and we've seen that in the numbers. And so you know you would think that what should change is the way they conduct their business. but sadly that's not the case because the way that these people think is well we'll we'll kill the opposition, we'll kill the uh, uh, our, our competition. And I, I sincerely hope that people continue supporting organizations like yours. Tell me a little bit about True North, what you do and, and how people can uh, consume your content.
1: Yeah, True North aims to tell the other side of the story. And in some cases, that's covering uh, news that's happening that the media is not talking about. Or in some cases, it's doing it in a, a way that the mainstream media is not doing it. But we, we've done that, whether it's through the election or beyond, and we'll continue to. And you know what? We, we're talking about business models. We rely on financial support from the people that like and value what we do. So uh, we are are not at all on the bailout list from the government, nor do we want to be.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a fair point too, Andrew. I mean, even if they came to you with a check, uh, it's, it's pretty fair to say that you would say, well, no, thanks because we value our credibility a lot more than we do tax dollars.
1: Yeah. And to its credit, Black Locks, which you mentioned, has always been in that camp as well. So there are media outlets that are prepared to say no to government funding. Unfortunately, the uh, government funding is very tempting when they're dealing with uh, business challenges in other ways. But uh, we think that it, it very much threatens uh, one's impartiality. And that's just as simple as it is for us.
0: And, and we've seen evidence of that <laughs> just in the way that the media is behaving these days. Yeah.
1: It, you uh, and I would be having a different discussion if I was on the if I was on the dole. <laughs> yeah no mark you're wrong it's great there's no yeah problem. andrew you wouldn't even thanks be talking much, to me Minister gilbo it's been you awesome. wouldn't be
0: talking to me my friend listen <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah s-
1: probably i'd be <laughs> here you down, Who knows?
0: thanks for coming on the show my friend I really appreciate that
1: hey anytime mark thank you andrew
0: lawton check out true north at tnc.news uh we're gonna take a brief time out commercial break back with more on news talk saga 960 and the mark petroni show after this